0: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. 60 Minutes, coming up
1: next. I'm Lex Friedman. I run my own business, so I know from experience, hiring new employees can be tough. Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Plus, get 30% off your first traffic boost by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash deal. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash deal. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash deal.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech,
0: entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
3: How common are attacks, cyber attacks, against the U.S. military?
4: Uh, it's common. It's common a yeah. lot.
3: Oh, yeah. Every day? Every day. Dan Kaufman has been monitoring the rise of cybercrime as the man in charge of inventing new ways for the Department of Defense to fight it. That these computers have been hacked. Yes. A former video game developer, he never served in the military. The
4: number of attacks is dramatically increasing. The sophistication of the attacks is increasing.
2: This is the man responsible for the largest and most damaging Swiss bank heist in history. It doesn't involve stolen money, but stolen computer files, which are being used by governments all over the world to track down thousands and thousands of tax cheats. And that's just part of the story. Looking at these documents here, this this is shocking.
5: For the average American taxpayer, it's beyond shocking. They were beaten back with canes and clubs.
6: This is how CBS News covered the dangerous days in Selma, Alabama. And 50 years later, Ava DuVernay's recreation of that moment has a shocking power as well.
7: Hundreds of black citizens running, being beaten, being bludgeoned because they were in a quest for their own freedom and dignity.
6: Oh, day. Her movie has attracted praise, controversy, and a couple of Oscar nominations. We'll cry. I'm Steve Croft. I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm Morley Safer. I'm Bob Simon. I'm Bill Whitaker. I'm Scott Pelley. Those stories tonight on 60 Minutes.
3: The recent cyber invasions of health insurer Anthem, Sony Studios, and the military's Twitter and YouTube accounts highlight how hacking has morphed from a commercial nuisance to a matter of national security. The man the Department of Defense has tasked with inventing technology to wage this new internet war is Dan Kaufman. He heads the Software Innovation Division of DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, in charge of maintaining our military technological superiority. It makes sense that DARPA is working on this. After all, it invented the internet. But Kaufman is an unexpected choice. He's not a general or a scientist or engineer. He's a video gamer. Call him DARPA Dan. And he says it's only right that the agency that brought us the Internet find a way to secure it. How common are attacks, cyber attacks against the U.S. military? Uh, It's common. It's Uh, common, uh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Every day? Every day. Dan Kaufman has been monitoring the rising cyber threat for six years as the head of DARPA's Information Innovation Office in Arlington, Virginia. The number of attacks is
4: dramatically increasing. The sophistication of the attacks is increasing. So my job is not to wait for something catastrophic to happen and then say, oh, goodness, we should do something. My job is to say, hmm, I see this trend line going. I want to be way ahead of this line.
3: Do you consider dealing with
4: cyber war your main mission? No, it's not my main mission, but it's about half my office. Half your office is
3: dealing with this. Absolutely, both offense and defense. One of their defensive inventions is this ambitious prototype that when in operation will be able to scan the military's global computer network and zero in on any machine that may have been hacked. Uh, Yellow nodes are the ones that are running ARP software, and blue are the ones it's interrogating or asking. Within seconds, the compromised computers pop up as red dots. And the idea is that these computers have been hacked. Yes. And someone has control of them and is taking secret information away from the military.
4: Exactly right. And before, as you saw, it would be completely invisible to us because you're hiding among tens of thousands of computers around the world. Now, you you and I can see this very quickly, and we know exactly what's going Stunning. on. Stunning,
3: and in just a couple of minutes,
4: yes, or less even. More than that, from here, you could absolutely start. I could say, let's shut that computer
3: down. Let's quarantine that computer off. If it looks like a video game, that's not entirely an accident. Before DARPA, Kaufman made a fortune running several cutting-edge video game companies. His only military experience is make-believe. He helped invent the popular war game series Medal of Honor. And uh, then 9-11
4: happened, and uh, it shocked me to my soul. And I thought, I've lived incredibly well off this country, and I want to give something back, but I have no idea how to work for the government. I mean, I had never thought about it. I'd never been to Washington, D.C., and I did what all nerds do. Uh, I went to Barnes & Noble, <laughs> and I got a big book. It's at government jobs. It was a big book, and I, I thumbed through it. And I said, I will find something and I will donate some time. And I decided I would hunt serial killers. So I cold called the FBI. I'm sure I'm still on the list somewhere. And I said, you don't know me, but I
3: want to do this. And they told me I was too old. 38 at the time. He missed the cutoff age for agents by one year. But eventually, his resume got noticed by the Department of Defense, that saw an advantage to bringing in someone familiar with the language and hardware of video games, Ooh. like this virtual reality Oculus Rift headgear he's experimenting with. So you're just using joysticks. You're you're just doing what any kid playing a video game would be doing. Right? That's exactly right, except moving them into
4: the world of of actual science and real cyber defense.
3: Now, DARPA Dan has top secret clearance, Though his department looks like an arcade. He has a team of 25 brainiacs and a budget of half a billion dollars a year. Is everybody given a lot of freedom to pursue what they're interested in?
4: Yes, you're given tremendous freedom. The only constraints on you are, uh, one, it has to do something to help national security, so make the world a better, safer, more secure place. So you're working for the military? Absolutely. I'm part of the Department of Defense. And two is we don't do incremental improvement. So the idea is it has to be something really revolutionary.
3: This man is working on artificial intelligence software that would detect a hacker attack in real time and plug it in milliseconds with no humans involved. If such technology had been available to Sony, that breach from North Korea could have been plugged right as it happened. When DARPA first invented the Internet 50 years ago, they just didn't imagine hacking would become such a problem. Can the Internet be fixed? Or do we just have to throw this one out and build a whole new Internet... From scratch, with security built in. I don't think the Internet is broken. I think the things we put on the Internet are broken. What
4: we're doing is we're putting a lot of devices on it that are unsecure. Like what? Give me
3: an example. uh, Pretty much everything. Now, you can control everything in your house with a smartphone. Our devices are increasingly connected online in what's called the IoT the Internet of Things. Unlock a garage side door.
7: Affirmative. Unlocking garage side door.
3: Today, all
4: the devices that are on the Internet, the Internet of Things, um, are fundamentally insecure.
3: There's no real security going on. Always on connected home. So, connected homes could be hacked and taken over. What is the house temperature? There are already horror stories of this happening to baby monitors and smart kitchen appliances. So if, if somebody got into my refrigerator yeah. through the Internet, then they would be able to get into everything, right? Yeah,
4: that's the fear, right? So the fear is as everything becomes networked, yeah. right? So first, maybe they can mess with the refrigerator. You think, well, that's bad. It's not that horrible. Your milk will go bad. or It's sort of prankish, right? Yeah, prankish. But... That refrigerator of course, as everything becomes networked, well maybe that also
3: happens to talk to your uh, garage door. Or even to your car itself. How many computers do you think is in a car like this? Somewhere between 30 and 50. Kathleen Fisher, a DARPA veteran, says a modern car is really a computer on wheels. You've seen the ads of your GPS or smartphone linked to the dashboard. But this way, your car could be hacked and taken over remotely. Here we go. They showed us. might look at the dashboard there. What about through the steering wheel? (laughs) Ready, Leslie. All right. This is a regular new car. The masking tape is only there because we agreed to obscure its make and model. We'll give them the illusion they control the car for now. Kaufman has been working on this for five years with multiple research teams. want to hit the fluids? Oh, my gosh. There we go. There we go. What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> yeah, the windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> no, wait. Is, is, so this is something that a hacker... Had... <laughs> That's right. A hacker... Like, obviously, you didn't turn on the windshield wiper. I did nothing. <laughs> Using a laptop, the hacker dialed the car's emergency communication system and transmitted a series of tones that flooded it with data. As the car's computer tried sorting it out, the hacker inserted an attack... That reprogram the software, gaining total remote control. Uh, oh my God. The They're <laughs> <laughs> doing that? They're yes. the They could control uh, the, pa- the gas, the acceleration. They That's could control right. the braking. That's right. And they could do this from anywhere in the world.
4: When they come out and they are facing straight there, like away from us, just, <laughs> just saying, we'll just slam on the brake. Yeah, sure. Oh, oh.
3: And, and she has
4: stopped. She is, she is
3: dead Yep Oh my god That was terrifying actually So now
7: let's make another loop around So just try, uh, stop at the cones here She
4: thinks she's going to be able to stop right at those cones Let's make sure that she can't And she's going to drive right through them right. We'll have complete control of that brake Alright, here we go
3: Oh no, 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 no No, no, no Brakes <laughs> no. not work, right? Oh my god I can't operate the brakes at all Oh, my word. That is frightening. While there's no known case of a car hacked this way, security cameras have shown cars burglarized by hackers unlocking doors. You can find software to do that online for $25. All this has alarmed Senator Ed Markey. Tomorrow, he's releasing a scathing report revealing that nearly all new cars can be hacked, but that only two out of sixteen car makers can diagnose or respond to an infiltration in real time.
4: Uh, And so what the theft program does is it unlocks the car's doors.
3: uh, DARPA researchers got involved in hacking cars and the Internet of Things. Are you really trying to hack into it? Yes, I am. In an effort to invent unhackable code from military drones. And is your goal to do it for drones and then have it apply to cars and my refrigerator and things like that? Exactly right. I think that's when DARPA is at its very best. We're solving
4: a specific problem for the military. I want to make sure their systems are safe, but I would like everything to be safe.
3: And now DARPA Dan is trying to reinvent search engines. Traffickers who sell weapons or young girls online remain largely hidden from authorities. Kaufman and his team set out to remedy that. First, they studied the time-consuming way law enforcement agents bust sex trafficking networks by clicking on one sex ad or link at a time on commercial search engines. And we watched and they did what you think. You know, they put in the address of a
4: massage parlor or something, and then they'd write it down on a yellow sticky, and then they'd try to build it, and each to
3: each to each. And we looked at that and we said, there has to be a better way. Especially considering that Google and Bing don't penetrate the dark web where most illegal goods are advertised and sold. So DARPA invented Memex with which you can click just one button and all the hidden information scattered deep in the web about an illicit activity is pulled together and revealed so that you're building the network building the network that's right Chris White who invented memex showed us how in the case of sex trafficking it can comb through all the sex ads online over 60 million and identify hundreds of names and numbers that link together and make up an entire trafficking ring how long did it take memex to figure that this out instantaneously DARPA's inventions can take over a decade before they're transplanted from the military into the broader market, but not in this case.
5: We started using Memex about a year ago, in January of 2014.
3: Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. says New York is one of several cities already deploying Memex to find sex traffickers.
5: We have 20 open investigations in which we are using the Memex tools and eight
3: open indictments. Memex is so effective, the White House has asked to see if it could be used to monitor ISIS. A downside is that Memex could also invade our privacy. So what do you do? You throw this out there, and it can do many good things, but there's the dark side. There's always the dark side, and
4: it's something we wrestle with uh, tremendously. Our job is, A, to sort of say, look, this is what it is. Let's, Let's decide. How do we want to use it? And then, two when some of the new programs we're working on, just beginning now, are there ways that I can get in here and still
3: protect your privacy? How much of your time is spent um, inventing things for the NSA? Uh, Almost none, actually. Because a lot of this stuff could be used by them. Yes. He can't control how his inventions will be used. These aren't video games, after all. But when it comes to beating the hackers out there, Dan Kaufman has total confidence. Are you worried at all that by showing us all the new Wowie do things you're working on, that you're going to give car thieves an idea, or you're going to give someone who wants to break into my refrigerator an idea, or a terrorist an idea?
4: I think they have lots of ideas on their own. Uh, and what I want them to know is that there's somebody smart on the other side who's going to make that way harder. I want to make them think twice
1: 60 Minutes, coming up after this short break.
0: Do you want to learn how to mask your identity to browse inappropriate websites and stream media while at the office? Well, we can't help you with that. But among the many IT problems we solve, Barracuda's web security solutions keep online activity clean and ensure internet bandwidth performance. Reclaim your network like 150,000 other businesses already have. To learn more about preventing web-based threats, visit barracuda.com web.
1: I'm Lex Friedman. I run my own business, so I know from experience hiring new employees can be tough. Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Plus, get 30% off your first traffic boost by going to ZipRecruiter.com deal. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash deal. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash deal.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and
0: more. Play it at play.it.
2: The largest and most damaging Swiss bank heist in history doesn't involve stolen money but stolen computer files with more than 100,000 names tied to Swiss bank accounts at HSBC, the second largest commercial bank in the world. A 37-year-old computer security specialist named Hervé Falciani stole the huge cache of data in 2007 and gave it to the French government. It's now being used to go after tax cheats all over the world. 60 Minutes, working with a group called the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, obtained the leak files. They show the bank did business with a collection of international outlaws, tax dodgers, arms dealers, and drug smugglers, offering a rare glimpse into the highly secretive world of Swiss banking this is the stolen data that's shaking the Swiss banking world to its core. It contains names, nationalities, account information, deposit amounts. But most remarkable are these detailed notes revealing the private dealings between HSBC and its clients. Well,
5: the amount of information here that has come public is extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary.
2: Few people know more about money laundering and tax evasion by banks than Jack Blum.
5: You have a very serious problem.
2: He's a former U.S. Senate staff investigator. We asked him to analyze the files for us.
5: If you read these notes, what you understand is the bank is trying to accommodate the secrecy needs of the client. And that's the first
2: concern. Take the case of British citizen Emmanuel Shallop. He was convicted for selling blood diamonds, those illegal gems used to finance conflicts in Africa. The documents show, in 2005, HSBC knew Shallop was under investigation, yet helped hide his assets. We have opened a company account for him based in Dubai, one entry read. The client is very cautious currently because he's under pressure from Belgian tax authorities who are investigating his activities in the area of diamond tax fraud. You get into the notes and you
5: find that they offer various products, uh, shell corporations, trusts, various ways of concealing the ownership of the account. They offer products that they're going to give to the customer that will help with the
2: concealment. Concealment is what Irish businessman John Cashel got from HSBC. His file contained these notes by a bank employee. Cashel's preoccupation is with the risk of disclosure to Irish authorities. The employee went on. I endeavored to reassure him that there is no risk of that happening. Cashel was later convicted of tax evasion. The bank files we examined contain more than 4,000 names of people with connections to the U.S., holding more than $13 billion in HSBC accounts. One was a New Jersey realtor. The notes in her file reveal that she and her family wanted assurance that her assets would be well hidden from U.S. tax
5: collectors. And she expresses the concerns to the bank, which in turn reassure her that they will find ways to keep her name out of the Uh, sites of IRS. This seems to be
2: evidence of the bank actively helping clients evade, if not cheat. Of course. You say of course, but for us looking at these documents here, this, this is shocking.
5: First of all, for the average American taxpayer, it's beyond shocking.
2: But perhaps not that surprising. Swiss banks have been caught protecting tax dodgers before, but never has this much detail been revealed. Under U.S.
5: law, any bank that does that, that assists a U.S. person in evading U.S. tax is guilty of a felony. And it doesn't matter where the bank is located or where the bankers are located. So we're looking
2: at evidence of a felony here. Potentially, yes. The banknotes also show HSBC was a popular place for people in trouble with the law to stash their assets. British citizen Jeffrey Tesler was convicted by the U.S. of funneling $132 million in bribes to the Nigerian government to win billion-dollar engineering contracts. We found he used his family's HSBC accounts as conduits for the bribes. The documents show bankers knew Tesla was under investigation, yet failed to shut down those accounts. None of this would have surfaced had it not been for this man, Hervé Falciani, an HSBC computer security specialist at the Geneva, Switzerland branch. He stole the data in 2007. He likes that he's been called the Edward Snowden of Swiss banking. Now a fugitive living in France, he says he grew disillusioned with what he saw at HSBC and began to download proof of illegal tax evasion, those internal bank files. The information you took was not just names, but it was correspondence, deposits,
8: deposit numbers. Exactly, exactly. How did you do it? Friends, let's say, partners gave gave me these data. So you had accomplices inside the bank? Of course. I'm not the only person in banking system that want to raise alarm. But
2: Swiss authorities say Falciani acted alone. When they came looking for him, he fled to France and turned over his files to French authorities.
4: After he came to France, we realized his information was useful to us. We protected him and we used his skills to understand the documents.
2: Christian Eckert is Secretary of State in charge of the budget of France. About six years ago, Falciani gave the French eight DVDs of encrypted data. It took a year to decipher the information. Eckert told us almost every French citizen on the list was evading taxes.
6: We've already reclaimed 250
0: to 300 million dollars from penalties and back taxes.
2: French authorities began to disperse the Falciani list to other countries. The Europeans went after tax evaders, and so far have collected hundreds of millions of dollars. Since 2010, billions of dollars have been recovered worldwide, The hunt for tax cheats is ongoing.
8: I think this leak is the biggest banking leak ever. um, Ever? Ever, yes.
2: Serge Michel is an editor of Le Monde, France's leading newspaper. Le Monde was first to obtain the secret HSBC files, leaked by a French investigator with access to the data Falciani stole. Overwhelmed by the mountain of information, the paper called on the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, uh, which gathered more than 140 reporters from 45 countries who spent more than seven months digging through it all. 60 Minutes was the only U.S. news organization included.
8: Le Monde can deal with 3,000 French names, but it cannot deal with 120,000 names all around the world. We understood it's too big for us, and we can't have uh, Le Monde reporters working on Italian, Greeks, uh, Chinese, American names.
2: HSBC declined to respond on camera to what journalists found in the files, but acknowledged to us the bank had been used to evade taxes in the past. In a written statement, the bank said it has undergone a radical transformation that began in 2008. It says it will no longer do business with clients it suspects of evading taxes. But repercussions of the bank's earlier activities still are being felt.
5: The problem here is that some international banks abuse their U.S. access.
2: In 2012, the U.S. found HSBC laundered hundreds of millions of dollars of drug cartel money. As a result, the bank had to pay $1.9 billion in settlement. For
5: these big banks, the fines that have been imposed amount to a parking ticket.
2: $1.9 in fines is a drop in the bucket for HSBC? Exactly. Maybe one quarter's profits? As for Hervé Falciani, he's still a wanted man. In December, Swiss authorities charged him with industrial espionage. He says he's a whistleblower. The Swiss say he's a thief. His ex-girlfriend considers him a con man. When Falciani first took the files, she traveled with him to Beirut. She told a British filmmaker he had hoped to sell the data and make millions. She says she discovered he was a liar and a manipulator. Falciani says he shopped the files around Beirut, hoping to set off alarms and trigger an investigation back in Switzerland. But as we learned after spending time with Falciani, the truth can be elusive. The young woman you were traveling with says that you were trying to sell this information in Lebanon.
8: Of course not. She didn't know at that time. I wanted that. I wanted, I wanted just to trigger an alert. So you, you were using her? Yeah. So you're manipulating her. Excuse me. Who is not manipulating Manipulating just the way to proceed, to convince that what you're doing is important. It's no nothing more than that. Everyone is manipulating.
2: Falciani did trigger an international alert for his arrest. He became a man on the run. Over the next four years, his strange saga became absolutely bizarre. He says there were attempts on his life and that he was kidnapped by Israeli Mossad intelligence agents, things we could not substantiate. What we know for sure is that he ended up in a Spanish jail for five months fighting extradition and made court appearances wearing disguises, saying he feared for his life. I've read Mossad, kidnappings, Mm. shootings, disguises, fake names. Come on. this guy for real?
8: Yeah, and this is real. Everything is real. You know how fantastical this all sounds. (laughs) But I can assure you, I was not prepared to that.
2: Today, he's a hero in parts of Europe for helping recover billions in unpaid taxes. He says he hasn't profited from any of this and has been reduced to collecting unemployment. Did he get paid in any way for the information that he... Turned over to uh, the French government?
4: He was never paid by the French government. I know other countries buy information from certain
0: bank employees, but it's not the case in France.
8: Did you want to be paid for this? I wanted, of course. I deserved that. You I deserve to be paid. But I knew that in Europe it was impossible.
2: It does leave one wondering if you did this for high-minded purpose or because, as you were saying you thought there was profit in this
8: yeah common profit i have no problem with profit i knew that at the same time i could have both what is important is not really the man what is important is the data that he provided it sounds like you're saying his motive may
2: not have been great yeah but the result of what he did has been a good
8: thing has been a transformative thing. This is something that can change laws and practices all over the world. It was a great pleasure. Thanks. When
2: the interview with Falciani was over, the man responsible for the biggest breach and leak in Swiss banking history left the way he'd arrived at our meeting, through the streets of Paris on his scooter.
1: 60 minutes, coming up after this short break... I'm Lex Friedman. I run my own business, so I know from experience, hiring new employees can be tough. Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Plus, get 30% off your first traffic boost by going to ZipRecruiter.com deal. That's ZipRecruiter.com deal one more time to try it for free go to zip slash deal
2: welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more
0: play it at play.it
6: selma alabama and hollywood california are many worlds apart One is the dream factory of America, the other a small southern town where 50 years ago history was written in blood. Ava DuVernay has a foot in both worlds. In Hollywood, the movie she's directed about Martin Luther King and the civil rights struggle in Selma has attracted both lavish praise and considerable controversy. And she has deep family ties to the backwoods around Selma, where the Ku Klux Klan once reigned, and where people have long memories of painful times past. Here with our tale of two cities.
7: You know, the thing that I was really interested in doing with the film is making King more than a catchphrase, more than a holiday, more than a street name in the black neighborhood, (laughs) you know, more than a stamp, more than one speech. I mean, I wanted him to be a man, a living, breathing man.
0: Those that have gone before say, no more, no more.
6: That means protest. In DuVernay's film, the British actor David Oyelowo does indeed make King come alive. It's a vivid retelling of those dangerous days in 1965, when in Selma, and much of the South, the right to vote was reserved for whites. And blacks were given impossibly difficult tests to get on the voting rolls.
0: How many county judges in Alabama? 67.
6: Flashpoint in Selma came when voting rights marchers crossed this bridge one Sunday, hoping to take their case all the way to the state capital of Montgomery, 50 miles away. Your orders to disperse. This is the real life version of what happened at the foot of that bridge, described in 1965 by CBS News correspondent Bill Stout. They were beaten back with canes and clubs and whips and tear gas and nausea gas. The
5: screams of the marchers and the thud of the clubs and hoofbeats were carried by television to an
6: unbelieving America. Troopers And 50 years later, Ava DuVernay's recreation of that moment has a shocking power as well.
7: Hundreds of black citizens running... Being beaten, being bludgeoned, because they were in a quest for their own freedom and dignity.
6: Then, as now, the bridge bore the name of Edmund Pettus, a Confederate general and leader of the Alabama Ku Klux Klan.
7: The bridge still honors the grand dragon of the KKK.
6: What do you think of that?
7: I took great pleasure in directing scenes on this bridge. (laughs) I imagined him turning over at his grave a little bit, thinking, where did it all go wrong? This was not supposed to happen. And rise, David?
6: And by Hollywood odds, Ava DuVernay's rise to and prominence shouldn't have happened either. Women directors are rare enough, making only 4% of the films according to one study. And a woman director of color is virtually unheard of. Cut. Do you think that the fact that your film, Selma, is such a an important event that this in and of itself is going to... a big step in the direction of enabling future people to do it
7: i don't know i don't know i am not a big believer in one you know one person that's a door opener because i can open a door but if there's no one else coming through it or if the door is allowed to close right after me um it doesn't mean much action
6: she may be a relative newbie as a director but she's an old hand at the business of selling films She worked just out of camera range for years as a publicist... ...on movies such as Dreamgirls and The Help... ...planning premieres, arranging photo ops, getting the word out. Slow down. On the set of the movie Collateral several years ago... There should be one which is coming right at us. She watched director Michael Mann in action... ...and decided to try directing herself. She made some low-budget films that were well-received which eventually led to her first film for a major studio, Selma. You'd never done anything like that before, all the people, all the sets, everything. I
7: had.
3: Ah. as a publicist.
7: Have you ever done a red carpet, a uh, shutdown Hollywood Boulevard, Man's Chinese Theater? I've never it's been the, invited. It's the <laughs> uh, Next time we'll invite you. It's people, it's coordination, it's organization, it's 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 mass scale in terms of, of everything falling into line. So my cameramen are going to be walking and moving along the crowd. In short, it's what movie directors do. You
6: exude confidence, but... Are you saying that you weren't the slightest bit intimidated?
7: You know, uh, I was not. I felt in pocket. You know, I'd made. What does that mean, in pocket? I felt that I was in the place that I should be. I had made five films before that time. Mm -hmm. My not making a film of this size was not by choice. It's not because I couldn't do it. It's because no one was handing me $20 million to make a picture. I found myself really wanting to come back here.
6: A Californian by birth, DuVernay visited Alabama every summer as a kid. Her father's family has worked the land for decades in hard-scrabble Lowndes County, not far from Selma, where the Klan once had free reign.
7: There was no one protecting anyone out here. You're in the open fields you're 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 housing and feeding civil rights workers that come in someone comes and burns a cross on your lawn you can't call the police because it was the police this is my mother mrs may darlene may Hello. hi and this is my aunt Zenobia whiting
6: Ms. whiting is 93. she remembers the tests people had to take at the polls and one thing more
3: they had to pay
7: to vote pay to vote the poll taxes yeah
6: Two weeks after that clash at
5: the bridge, instead of the 600 or so turned back then by lawmen, there were 4,000
6: marchers from all parts of the nation. They went all the way to Montgomery. To the and on the street corner in the capital, here. Yes. <laughs> Duvernay's father, Murray May, watched the historic parade. He was 11. I just saw a bunch of people walking by, waving, and singing the old songs. Yeah? You saw the march going by and your daughter makes a film about it? Yes. I'm very proud of it. She's bringing it to light. But when she started on the film, he had no idea what a major production it was. Closing streets and closing the bridge.
8: I really did not realize it was that big until one day I walked on the set and saw her directing. Took my heart away. (laughs) I bet it did. Yes. That was the moment. Mr.
6: President, Dr. King, Her film won generally rave reviews, but some critics and historians took issue with the portrayal of Lyndon Johnson. Now, you demanding more and put
5: me on the spot with this visit, that's okay. That's your job, that's what you do. But I am
6: sick and tired of you demanding and telling me what I can and what I can't do. To the critics, the movie suggested that the president, played by Tom Wilkinson, was more hindrance than help to King in getting a voting rights bill passed, patronizing, some said. George, why are you doing this? And one historian saw the Johnson of the film as a kinder, gentler version of Alabama's segregationist governor, George Wallace. Douglas Brinkley said that you portrayed LBJ as George wallace light.
7: I disagree. I mean, it's as simple as that history is to be interpreted through the lens of the people who are reading it and experiencing it on the page or at the time and this is my interpretation
6: you were quoted as saying tell me if it's correct Mm -hmm. that you were not interested in making a white savior film
7: sure i'm interested in having people of color at the center of their own lives we don't need to be saved by anyone we do not have to have a, a someone sweeping in on a white horse or someone saving the day or assisting us in our own narrative. And so that's what that means.
6: The people who are friends and comrades of Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. as I understand it, had no problem with the film. Whereas the people who are comrades and friends of LBJ have been dumping all over you.
7: I think the things that folks are talking about around LBJ is that he was a vigorous champion of civil rights. Mm -hmm. He did turn out to be that, but he didn't start that way. To try to push the idea that He was always 100 percent in the corner of the black man and woman in america is to not know your history
6: it's true that in his first 20 years in congress johnson stood with the solid south in opposing civil rights legislation but had a change of heart in 1957 at times history and fate meet
5: at a single time in a single place
6: But as the film does show, after Selma, Johnson did push the historic Voting Rights Act through Congress. And we shall overcome. Ava DuVernay's film had been considered a strong contender in the Oscar nominations. Best Actor, perhaps, for Oyelowo, and maybe a Best Director nomination for DuVernay, the first for an African-American
3: woman. The Best Picture nominees. They are Selma.
6: Selma didn't make the best picture list, but to the surprise of many, Duvernay and Oyelowo were passed over. People thought you were shortchanged.
7: Over the last, I don't know, three months since we debuted the picture in November, how many people came up to me, you are going to be the first black woman to blah, blah, blah. Every time it was said to me, I just moved it aside because I never, I just, Never thought it would happen anyway. So when it, so when the nomination didn't come, it didn't do damage to me. I think for Dave, David, uh, that that hurt my feelings.
2: For performance by an actor in a leading and role. And
6: they weren't alone. All 20 Oscar nominations well, for acting went action. to whites, and not a I single woman a was start. nominated for writing or directing. For the movie academy, the Hollywood headlines were not pleasant. The Oakland Tribune wrote. And the Oscar for Best Caucasian
1: goes to... I would personally hope that the Academy takes some of this criticism to heart and really doubles down in its efforts to promote diversity within its ranks.
6: Brent Lang is the senior film reporter at Variety, the show business Bible. Lang says a survey of the movie makers who actually do the Oscar
1: voting is instructive. Academy voters were 94% Caucasian and 77% male, and African-Americans comprised about 2% of the voting body, and Latinos comprised uh, less than 2%. And that's just not reflective of of the American public, and it's actually not reflective of who is buying tickets to films. If you look at it, uh, the two largest growing segments of the audience are Latinos and African-Americans.
6: Over the Martin Luther King holiday weekend, Ava DuVernay and Oprah and the others went back to Selma for a celebration of the film. No matter what happens at the Oscars, the town gave them the full red carpet treatment.
2: Freedom is like religion to us.
6: On the very bridge where it all happened, musicians Common and John Legend performed Glory, which got an Oscar nomination for Best Song. Oh, what marched through town commemorating what happened here, there was Frederick Reese, the teacher and voting rights activist who invited Martin Luther King to join the summer crusade. Reese turns 86 this year, the same age King would be had he lived.
2: now, an update on a story we called House of Cards. One of a series of stories Steve Croft reported on how the mortgage crisis grew into the Great Recession. That's when Wall Street bundled collections of dicey mortgages and sold them to investors as high-quality bonds.
5: Turning sow's ears into silk purses, all with the blessing of the rating agencies like Standard and Poor's.
2: This past week, without admitting any criminal guilt, Standard and Poor's agreed to pay the U.S. government nearly $1.38 billion to settle allegations that it knowingly inflated its ratings on those risky mortgage-backed investments. I'm Bill Whitaker. We'll be back next week with another edition of 60 Minutes.
0: If you like 60 Minutes, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.
5: I've been a reporter for more than three decades, and along the way I've been talking to myself in notebooks I've carried in my back pocket. They've captured thoughts about life, parenthood, death, friendship, and more. I'm John Dickerson, and I'd like you to join me in figuring out what these 30 years of notebooks mean. In my new podcast, Navel Gazing. Each episode, we dig through the piles of notebooks that I've been collecting, and from their entries, try to sort out what makes a life. This collection of audio essays is available wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss true crime anytime you want, anywhere you go.
0: With the 48 Hours Podcast. Real crimes. Like a John Grisham novel come to life. Real lives. He pointed a gun to me and said, this is the day you die. And he shot me. Real justice. There's some questions that have to be asked and need to be answered. I'm an innocent man, and I hope the whole world can see it now.
2: Catch the latest episodes of 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts.